What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. At Sif Pop. We're your movie friends. And our friends really friends if you don't know them. So grab a popcorn. And head over to our row. So we can chat movies. Like friends do. There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the writer's room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today I'm joined by Sif Pop writer Robert. Hello. As well as Dexter. Hi. Uh, obviously, Robert's on, so that means we're doing a GOATS episode. And uh, we like to have Dexter on for some of these since he's got such a knowledge of lots of different, uh, lots of different greatest of all time films, lots of different um, things. And every now and then he fills in for a Batman when we have a last minute of a writer. So, um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we'll be talking about uh, a GOAT this week. Uh, we'll be talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. This will be the 1982, not the 2011 version, um, the prequel. Uh, so we'll be talking about John Carpenter The Thing. Uh, but before that, we'll talk about two coming attractions. We got Last Night in Soho and Army of Thieves being the big two releases. Uh, and when we're done talking about the thing, we'll move on and do uh, B plot, um, which is kind of just a random question. But I thought it would be fun. Uh, biggest flips on a movie. So like movies that you used to hate that you now love, movies you used to love that you now hate, or movies that you used to think is like greatest of all time, and now you're like it's fine. Um, but just like biggest flips on your experience with movies, I thought that'd be fun. Um, and we'll do the spinoff quick recommender one from each one of us as well. Uh, but first, you know, we got to, uh, get a chance to reacquaint ourselves with our writers and you guys have been on a couple times. Robert's been on every month, um, for a year and a half now. Uh, and, uh, and Dexter has been on, I think it's like your, your fourth, fifth time, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so we've got a chance to ask some of the basic questions once or twice. Um, I, I thought what might be fun, like, we're just about to hit Oscar season. Like, I think, you know, Dune coming out last week is is maybe the start of, like, like really competing for stuff. I think last night in Soho, you know, we got uh, House, of Duke, House of Gucci, Don't Look Up. All these things are, like, just around the corner. Um, so I thought one thing that might be fun is let's make an Oscar prediction. So we'll each give one prediction uh, of something about the Oscars. It could be this, this is going to get nominated. It could be I think this is going to win. It could be, you know, I, I gave an example of what if House of Gucci is like American Hustle where it gets 11 nominations and no wins or something like that. Um, yeah, I thought let's just make one prediction. Um, you know, Oscars are still a couple months out. We're not quite to the big heavy hitters yet. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll start us off. Um, I, I predict that Daniel Craig will get an acting nomination for No Time to Die um i i know i know you're kind of laughing at me smirking at me no i was laughing at dexter's reaction oh okay um i think look just just to be open and honest i haven't seen no time to die yet so i don't know and i haven't like i haven't watched a a trailer so like maybe he's phenomenal like he's phenomenal in knives out so and uh did, do, you, Logan do, do you like him in like casino royale and skyfall oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've loved him but, okay like okay um yeah. th- this is his best acting performance in the 007 movies um but i but i think even more so than that like this this will it'll be one of those things that kind of feels like an honorary oscar like uh but this isn't one of those like when you give it to i don't know like leonardo dicaprio for the revenue well like, what, yeah one for the revenue right which is a yeah. great performance, but like he should have won three or four times before then. Um, this I don't think this is going to be like that where they're like, oh, we probably should have nominated you for Skyfall. I just feel like they're going to, it's hard to separate this movie from the rest of them. And it's just going to, 
I don't think he'll win, but I think you get five nominations. It'd be hard for me to see him not getting one of those. Um, I think there's no chance he gets a nomination. Yeah, I, that's I'm fair. Kind of, yeah. That's fair. Um, you know, it, it, this is going to be a heavy hitting year, so that's fine. I just, I, I wanted, the, I didn't want to give like a stereotypical, like, your, I, I wanted to challenge a little bit. Like, it, part of this is my bias. You know, I would love to see Rebecca Hall get an acting nomination for The Night House. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, though, uh, but she deserves it. Um, it's okay. I went with a bold prediction, too. It's like people were saying uh, Robert Downey Jr. should have gotten nominated for endgame for everything mm-hmm. he did in the mcu i think it's a similar type of prediction where it's like right. if sylvester stallone didn't win for creed yeah. then i don't think anyone's getting like the lifetime franchise no and well there's also a difference like he was nominated like nominated for sure and like and that was true su- supporting actor and like he was just really great in the creed i, I uh, mean the, the closest we will ever get to something like that is going to be Heath Ledger, the joker probably, probably yeah um, but but at the same time too like no time to die like is much more like Oscars would be kinder to 007 than they would to an MC, um, especially kind of with the way, like the the style of these recent ones. Um, Did any of them get nominated for anything other than Skyfall? Because that was the one where it was Sam Mendes, who had done American Beauty, and Roger Deakins. Um, other th- other than song, I don't yeah, believe so. They, they've won, what, the last two songs? Yeah, they won the last two songs. And Billie Eilish is pretty much a lock to win this year. Um, oh, but that's not really a bold prediction. Um, so um, that's pretty everybody yeah i like it look i'm just saying like it's kind of it's kind of a long shot i kind of hope it happens i don't think he'll win but i think i think a nomination he uh would be deserving um and i honestly think we will see a daniel craig oscar win by the end of his career um sure it'll just be something um, here's my prediction yeah, he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna get a a legacy franchise nomination for 007 but he will for uh uh detective what's his name benoit blanc, out. Oh, benoit blanc. Yeah. yeah in knives out too after Knives Out, like, six. That's when he's going to oh, okay. finally get nominated. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Because, like, I think since he's been doing the 007 stuff, he wants a little bit more, like, less serious stuff. So, you know, just yeah. randomly walking over and doing Force Awakens. And, you know, like, Knives Out is a very fun role. But I think, I think like, we've seen, like, Road to Perdition and Defiance. Like, I think I think he's going to win an Oscar someday. Um, and what, what's the uh, Soderbergh one? Logan the, Lucky. The Redneck Heist. Yeah, Logan oh, Lucky. Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so good in that. That one, too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Oscar uh, Rob, Robert, do you have an Oscar nomination for this year? Yeah. So I'd, I'm just going to go bold too, because uh, I couldn't think of anything, especially since it's just October. I'm saying Dev Patel for Best Actor. Okay. Uh, Winning or nominated? The Green Knight. Uh, no, uh, nominated. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's. But that's more of a I hope than I think it will happen. I think it's just one of those if uh, if people still remember the Green Knight in in yeah. voting because. If, if, if it would have released in November, I think for sure it's a lock for nominations. It's just going to be if they... Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I think come voting season, there'll be another push for it. Because when... Especially it, from A24. Right, because when so, it yeah. came out, it was a, like, it, it was a darling. Like, yeah. I know it it came out only, uh, like, what, a couple months ago? Two, three months ago? Yep. July. Yeah, so we're, we're not too far away uh, removed from it. And, like, I've seen people say, like, it, it's an instant classic so um that and then there's me that almost fell asleep in the theaters but um no robert i think your i think your prediction would be more likely to happen oh, i think yeah. for sure dev patel would get a nomination mm-hmm. before daniel craig would um, <clears throat> i know there's a lot of bias going into my pick but i'm also just like he's doing really good work here it's for sure the best of his career so yeah with dev patel he's got one he's a former oscar nominated actor i think he was nominated for lion 
Yeah, and right. um, he's got a twenty four behind him. Was he also so, nominated for Slumdog Millionaire? Oh, he might have been. Mm, I don't think he was. I know that one Best Picture, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was nominated. But yeah, I but, think you're right. He was in Lion, um, and he's been like, in a ton of great stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's yeah. always great. We we can go back to um, Newsroom. He was in that. That's right. It's true. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah. I, yours has a lot more chance of happening than mine. Right, Green Knight is more of a traditionally uh, awards yeah. type. Yeah, which I'm just I'm also curious just to see if the Oscars are trying to pull from that a little, like to not just be like, oh, like obviously this is awards, but they're trying to like not reward that stuff. Well, because, I don't think yeah, they will. Um, I I don't think that's awards bait. Like, I don't think no, Green no, no, Knight not is. the Green Knight. I, not the oh, Green oh, Knight. okay. But I mean, like, if they include a Daniel Craig for 007, then the show, oh, like, hey, we're right. we're cool and relevant, too. I, it's not just, I think you know, the only- Nomad Land getting all the awards. Oh, well, I, so, I mean, that's what they, that's why they had the, they... The popular ex- film yeah, that they well, rescinded. Well, and then that's why they expanded it to, to 10, and we saw yeah. Black Panther, yeah. and yeah. we saw, we saw Infinity War in, like, mm, didn't we see them both no, get... The- no, it was Black Panther. Infinity War was special effects. But okay. Not um, yeah. So, like, you know, we're, we're seeing it. You know, them say, "Hey, you know, we're throwing a bone to you." But I mean, I think I'm, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. We're, <laughs> we're essentially going to get. We're essentially going to get with a nomination like that popular mm-hmm. vote. Um, but it's gonna be a nomination, not a win. Almost every year. Mad Max Fury Road is probably the closest we'll ever get to a like popular film. With, uh, well, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Dexter, what's your prediction? Oh yeah. Well, all right, fine, fine. But they're still like, <clears throat> whatever. Um. So, uh, just because I I feel like the Oscars are a joke, um, I'm gonna say best special <laughs> effects. To- uh, not, uh, Space Jam two. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, we're pro- it's probably gonna get nominated. Um, I mean, I'll- Dune will be up there for sure. And um uh, do uh, yeah dune and um crap uh, there was another one that i thought was for a lock for i mean just think we could have matrix matrix we, we oh, could yeah. have uh academy award-winning space jam 2 like we have academy academy, academy award-winning suicide, suicide squad. squad yeah oof please no um <laughs> i mean i haven't seen it but like I, I mean i've seen like some clips and like it is mm-hmm. good special effects oh i um, mean yeah they like, normally go with like the you can't really tell special effects like Ex Machina one and yeah. not whatever superhero movie was nominated right. that year. Yeah, they go for the less flashy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Ex Machina for sure deserved that, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, Best cinematography. Here's my last prediction: is Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> uh, look, if there's one thing like I've just you know, with the slow motion it. poppy seed on its on its reel, <laughs> and slow motion Amy Adams walking with coffee. Right. Would. In all honesty, would that be able to get nominated? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think it window. would qualify. I think Netflix ones qualify because they have limited theatrical runs. I think mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League was a super limited IMAX exclusive, but I don't think anybody went and saw it in the theater. Um, I think it did, but I don't know. I don't think it will be eligible. No. Uh, so, but also, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying it should be or anything like that. I'm just saying. look. If there's one thing, I'll give it. It's cinematography. Zack Snyder knows what he's doing with a visual with a visual lens. Um, he overdoes it, um, and that's why he doesn't need to be the person making final. He needs to be the person giving product to somebody who makes final things and then being no. Well, I'm making a. I mean, a Snyder trilogy video in a few months, so I, I'll you'll see my real thoughts on how great he is I don't, in the DC movies, at least. I don't, but 
I mean, going to your point of, like, he should be able to shoot and then, you know, someone tweak it. We had that with the original Justice League. Mm -hmm. You know, he shot it and then, yeah, they cut a lot of it with Joss Whedon and did reshoots, but... Well, it should it should also not be an afterthought or an emergency. Oh, fair enough. Um, uh, anyway, uh, it'll be fun to see see these things. Um, it'll be interesting to listen to this episode in a year and kind of see what our if our prediction came true. Very good chance that all of us are just wrong. Uh, um, yeah, you know, but but I, but I hope that yeah I I, w- I didn't like the Green Knight, but it's hard to deny Deb Patel was was uh, was yeah absolutely. I'll support him Oscar nominee. Um, and I think and I I think that if the movie is remembered, it will get a nominee. But I just thought it was uh, personal taste, you know. Um, well, uh, one more question, uh, sort of a random question, uh, just to kind of get, uh, get your guys' personality a little bit more. Um, good news guys, you just won the lottery. Uh, what is the first thing you're buying? Who, who are you asking? It doesn't matter. What is the first thing I'm buying? How much did I win? Uh, an insane amount of money. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think of anything because I, I still don't know the amount of money that I won, but I'll, I'll just say a plane ticket to New Zealand and visiting, uh, all the Lord of the Rings sets. Okay, just buying as much Lord of the Rings stuff as you can. What about you, Dexter? Oh, I'm going to get really nerdy on y'all. Um, okay, I would want a pair of Bowers and Wilkins Diamond 801s with a pair of uh, Macintosh MC 1.25 KW amplifiers um, running that. Is, is, is this a sound system? Uh, okay, I I didn't I didn't know until you said amplifiers. I was like, that's sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like my my answer is I would I would want to pay off on my debts, but like that's not che- yeah. that's cheating. Because what's the first thing you buy? Um, you're buying yourself gosh. financial freedom. Yeah, I was about to say I'd that. Buy, I'd pay off my house and my student loan, credit card debt, and all that. I mean, I'd probably just take a shopping spree to Best Buy, like. I, I don't know if there's any one thing, but I'd get myself a nice new MacBook and a MacBook Pro and I'd get myself like top of the line. T- um, oh, if we're doing you know. a shopping spree at Best Buy, right. I've got I, I mean, I got a list of shit. I, I, I'm i sorry. Stuff. Right. I, 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 <laughs> I want. Yeah, no, it's I mean, like, that's the thing. I don't necessarily have like one big dream. I mean, like maybe a new car, but like I don't want a super fancy car. Like I want like a midsize SUV, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, uh, I, like, I don't want, yeah, you know, I want like a Nissan Rogue, not like a freaking Lamborghini or whatever, because where I drive, it snows eight months. Later. Um, that's an exaggeration. Yeah, but, but you could get the, snows, it snows bad. you could get the, I live in Texas, you know? Hey man, you don't want that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. A I, lot of reasons. So I would just, I don't know. I would just probably like just do a shopping spree at Best Buy. I can't think of like one big purchase that I want, but yeah, maybe like. Upgrade some appliances at the house. Get a, buy the most expensive TV I can and nice surround, nice sound system, all that. Like I get a bunch of movies that video games that are on my list. Savant Super Pro host. Sure, whatever. Uh, and and I'll buy more. And I'll buy better internet for Robert. That's the other thing. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about a couple movies then. Um, you know, we've kind of been dancing around. It's time that we. Um, Dexter, you pick. Are we going to start with Army of Thieves, The Last Night in Soho? Uh, well, let's do Army of Thieves. You know what? Let's do Army of Thieves. All right. Army of Thieves is the sequel, uh, well, prequel uh, to Army of the Dead. Came out earlier this year in theaters and on Netflix. It looks like this one's just coming to Netflix. I didn't, I couldn't find if it was doing a limited release, although they announced the limited release for Army of the Dead, like, super late. Um, like, they were just like, hey, it's in theaters, like, tomorrow, and it won't be for Netflix 
until you know two two weeks from now they did army of the dead so army of thieves um this is a prequel uh, set before the events of the army of the dead which focuses on the german safe crack safe cracker ludwig dieter um leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top secret heist during the early stages of the zombie apocalypse this is uh starring um i'm not even gonna try his name matthias um schwankofer I don't know. I just said I wasn't going to try, and then I. Uh, but the guy that plays Dieter from Army of the Dead, um, the Safe Cracker, uh, he's also directing this. Doesn't have a lot of directing credits, uh, but this. So this isn't Snyder directing. This is him characters, um, and he doesn't even have a screenplay credit. Um, so um, I thought that was interesting because um, I th- I thought up until this afternoon was directing. Um, I think the only other like big star in here is um, uh, Nathalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones and Fastest. Really? Um, so so she's in here. Um, that's really the only two. Um, that I recognized from the trailer. And um, yeah, uh, I think a lot of this will depend on how, how you thought of Army of the Dead. Uh, but uh, for for sake of um, anticipation, we'll still run the scale. Um, so let's imagine COVID's not a thing anymore. Let's imagine that this is a theatrical exclusive, um, all that. And let's imagine like no budget restrictions or anything. You get to go see this on your own free will, not just because, oh, I have a AMCA list, so I'll go check it out. Or like I, you know, like you're buying don't really you're buying the ticket right you're buying the ticket but like you have you just won the lottery so money's not not a worry uh how <laughs> how soon do you think you check this out uh robert we'll start with you do you want to go opening weekend do you want to wait till discount night do you want to wait till you can rent it at home wait till it's on a streaming service you already pay for or are you just not interested in seeing thieves can i can i let Stephen a smith answer this for me <laughs> sure i'm here to tell you right now we don't care <laughs> <laughs> we don't care <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh, I love that. Uh, so definitive not interested from Robert. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dexter? I was in that camp until like 30 seconds ago when you said Natalie Emanuel, I have a huge crush on her. <laughs> so I will probably be watching this. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I, I saw Army of the Dead and I actually kind of liked it. Like, it's probably like high side of okay, but I had a good time. Um, but I also went and saw it in a large screen theater. Like, I didn't watch it at home on Netflix. Um, like, so I don't know if that helped my experience. I still haven't seen it since. I don't really know that I want to. Um, but I had a good time. And honestly, my favorite part of Army of the Dead was this theater character. So I'm mildly interested. I'll go streaming um, because... I didn't really like Army of the Dead very much, but like I said, I like this character. He's for sure my favorite part of Army of the Dead, so it it's it's enough. Um, it's, it's enough for me to be like, all right, why not? Like I I would I would give this a shot if I didn't have to you know pay for it or if I didn't have to you know if, there's no urgency for me to see something like this. But this would be you know grab a drink and some popcorn at home and like you know yeah get turned to watch an army of thieves um is that a phrase that young people still say get very very out of i think i'm the oldest uh, i don't know i'm not young anymore i hurt myself stretching my knee so <laughs> on the couch yeah i'm not young anymore because i no longer thick hair on the top of my head um, so sad um yeah i don't uh, to me it's just like did you like army of the dead if if you if you did or if you never care to see it, I doubt you're going to care. Um, looks like I, I didn't see any zombies in the trailer, but it, this is kind of as the outbreak is starting. Um, I'm sure there will be zombies because obviously. So I don't know. I just, I just like this character. I kind of want to spend more time with, but not like not anywhere near the extent that I'm just dying to spend more time with Holly March, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Obligatory nice guys reference. There we go. 
Is, yeah, I, I don't, uh, is there any other thoughts on this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just Army of the Dead. That was the first one, right? Uh, it yeah. wasn't. It started off okay, and then it just slowly became too much for me, and I was like, "All right, this isn't for me." Um, and Snyder's not directing, and I don't really. I don't know. A movie about the comedic relief isn't really my thing, so yeah, just not. Yeah, really that's fair. No, that's fair. Uh, Snyder not directing for me is a pro, but. Um, I'm probably, I don't know. I don't think I'm the minority or, but I, I don't think I actually am. Like, I think I'm the minority on Twitter, or at least I'm definitely not the vocal majority, vocal minority. Gosh, uh, people on Twitter are loud. Uh, <laughs> uh all right. Well, let's, uh, let's start talking about last night in Soho. Cause this is going nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, last night in Soho new. Edgar oh, Wright actually film. I had one more thing to add yes. about army of thieves. I forgot. There's a line in the trailer where he says movie film and, Borat, the, the Borat fan in me got a little giddy for a second. That's all. We get a Borat cameo. Oh, let's get a Borat cameo. I, I I'd love to see Borat among, among zombies. I want to see Borat start cameoing and things like Stan Lee cameo in the Marvel. That would be. That's a fun question. Like, what kind of <laughs> universe and, or or movie would you like to see? Borat movie? cinematic universe. Let's go. <laughs> Just like cameos, like. And not even that, right. like, like the um, the Alfred Hitchcock style cameo, where he was just in the in the movie. So he should just be like walking around in the background. So like in Inception, when they're in the hotel dream level, it's like Borat and his friend run through naked. <laughs> like, I, I was just thinking, put Borat in the thing, and I I am the alien, not. <laughs> Oh man, Borat Cinematic Universe. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, last night in Soho. This is the new Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright film. Uh, very different from uh, what he's done in the past because uh, this doesn't look like a quick cut. Definitely not very comedic. This looks really serious. Um, it looks very different. Uh, but uh, horror, drama, mystery, all those things. Suspense, chaos. Um, uh, an aspiring fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer, but the glamour is not at all what it appears to be, and the dreams of her past are crack and splinter into something darker. Same scale, guys. Uh, what are we thinking about um, last night in Soho? Um, Robert, we started with you last time. Dexter, what do you think? Uh, opening weekend, discount night, rent at home, wait till it's on a streaming service you already pay for or not interested in seeing it? If I could... Uh pirate this movie so i could watch it now i would do that i am so so even even higher than opening weekend yeah i am jonesing for this movie i have not seen a single frame of footage um okay but when i went and saw a quiet place too uh i went in uh right after work i was with my my work husband and uh you know we uh we get to the theater. I didn't have my, my headphones, so I just, you know, stared down while the, the trailers were going. And yeah, yeah. Um, I'm writing uh, the review for Sif Pop, so I will be seeing this uh, as soon as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm uh, really excited to see this. Um, I Even if I wasn't writing the review, I would be going immediately. Um, I'm exactly like you, Dexter. If I could see this right now i would yeah. uh, i mean i wouldn't pirate it at home well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, wanted, no, no. I, wa- I want i want a good picked. quality you know well yes yes, yes, yes. Um, I, i'm just saying yeah. i i have an i have a very, a very high level of excitement right now right 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 uh yeah no, i'll be i'll be going as soon as i possibly can uh this looks incredible to me um th- honestly the first trailer uh that came out like almost made it look like a jumbled mess 
Um, like I was just like, I don't really know where this is going or what this is doing. And honestly, I was just like, I don't, it, it just didn't quite resonate with me. I was just like, is, is this going to be kind of a mess? But I think it's intentional. I think he's trying to specifically not reveal very much except to look at this visual style and look at Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy being great and look at Thomas and McKenzie being great and look at all these other people being great. Um, you know, which Anya Taylor-Joy and Thomas and McKenzie are both the two hottest young, hottest in terms of like popularity. Hottest I mean, look, they're both attractive too, right? Like, um, but like they're, they're like rising stars. Um, you know, if they're not already currently considered stars, uh, they've been in enough stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I really love both of them. Um, I, I think I love every Edgar Wright movie except for the world's end with like, Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was about to, I was about to. No, I really out. like it. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I'm really excited to see this one. Uh, and the second, tra- the second trailer did wonders for me because I was just like, oh, this is the movie we're getting and I am here for it. Uh, Robert, what about you? I'll be there opening night as well. Just like you guys. Um, big Edgar Wright fan, love the Cornetto movies and I, I highly like baby driver and I see why people like Scott Pilgrim. There are parts of it that I like. Um, it, it's just too stylized for me, but I'm just interested to see how he's going to change genres again. You know, yeah. like he is able to work in these genres so well. And I'm like, like you said, it doesn't look like there's a frame of funny in this. So I'm just like, what is he going to do? I'm, I'm honestly just more intrigued and curious than anything. The movie itself doesn't look like, like the mo- if it was another director, I don't know if I'd be there. Like, I don't know if I would be as excited, but since it's Edgar Wright and since he has such a great track record, um, yeah, I'm going to be there as soon as possible. Well, that's another good point to bring up because I've been on record as saying I'm not a horror fan. Uh, so we'll talk about a lot of horror this week, though. Um, but I'm not a horror fan. Um, but if if there is a concept that intrigues me enough, um, like The Night House, then I'm going to go see it. Um, and I'll try to go into the theater. Um, and I loved The Night House. And I, if I would have saw just the first trailer for this last night in Soho without Edgar Wright's name attached to it, I would have probably been like, all right, I'll probably, I'll probably be fine not seeing that. Um, but yeah, that that second trailer really did it for me. But it, anything with Edgar Wright's name on it, I'm guaranteed gonna be there as soon as I possibly. Um, the guy just doesn't miss. So um, the only thing is, I just wish there was more of him, so we could like, I wish there was four Edgar Wrights, so we could get a film of his every, <laughs> as opposed to like last one was Baby Driver, which was seven, and before okay. that was The World's End. But he was also doing um, like it's a couple of years before we get a new Edgar Wright movie. I don't know. I guess I guess maybe we don't get spoiled on on his style and his genius and all that like i think if we got a new nolan like he's already getting more pretend if tenant was i don't want a new tenant every year <laughs> anyway uh yeah i'll see this as soon as i possibly looks so good um best, this is probably gonna get the best set design and best costumes oscar at least a nomination uh this movie looks yeah any other thoughts or just kind of all just like look edgar wright i'm here basically basically <laughs> yeah i love edgar wright uh yeah, I'll support him whatever he does. Yep. Artistically. <laughs> good clarification. Um although I don't think he's like supposed to be a jerk, right? He seems no, like a good but guy. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hitch my wagon to a person that I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I was like, I, unless I'm missing something, I think he's generally a pretty liked person in Hollywood. Yeah. Um yeah, the only other thing uh that is of worthy note is that there's a there's a secondary writer on this film, um, Christy Wilson Cairns. Um uh she had work on Penny Dreadful um and 1970 um and she's working on last night in soho and working on uh taika Waititi star wars so that's already pretty so there you go it's just another thing to note um i don't know that he typically has co-writers like 
Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I think are more just like ad libs, like afterthoughts, like just like, oh, let's change no, I this think, a little bit. I think Simon Pegg is a good writer. He, he did. He's at least gotten credit on a couple of Star Trek. Yeah. 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 So I think I. I'd assume that he's oh, yeah, helping Edgar write yeah, the script. Yeah, I think I think they're they're <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Edgar write the script. Yeah, I think they are, they're all contributing. Cool. Uh, yeah, and whatever. Um, I think that's a fair set. Yeah, because Simon Pegg. Yeah, he wrote the third Star Wars or Star Trek film. Um, and he, I think maybe helped JJ with Force Awakens. Um, I know he had the role, but I think I heard that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, these. Look, just because Last Night in Soho is coming out, this is going to be a good week. Army of Thieves, you like, you know, mindless, stupid comedy. Um, but it's just coming to Netflix, so I'll, see, I'll check it. Um, well, uh, let's talk about the Sif topic. Let's do our goats. Uh, the the thing. John Carpenter's The Thing we'll be talking about. Um, guys, I had a really fun time looking up the history for this movie. Um, like, a really fun time because um, this, uh, this movie, I was surprised to find out, didn't become a goat until recently. Like... It was pretty universally hated uh, for when it come out when it came out. So um, we'll start with the synopsis. Uh, obviously, it's John Carpenter starring Kurt Russell. Um, he's really the only like Wilford Brimley's in there too. Um, like those are really the only like super noticeable people. Uh, Keith David. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say don't uh, don't forget Keith, Keith David. <laughs> Donald Donald Moffat Moffat whatever. I don't I don't know. Um, I'm sure it's um, uh, so like. I, I don't know. I, I, I sometimes you find a movie like this, and there's like really recognizable people. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anybody I'm missing because I'm also just not as well versed. Uh, but anyway, the thing. This is a 1982 film. You can find it streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, at least that's what it that's, was recently. No, that's actually inaccurate, and I almost wasn't able to watch it because the remake or whatever is on Amazon Prime, but this one's actually on Stars. Got it. This used so to I got be a on free Prime trial to watch a couple it. weeks ago then. Um, yeah, so it's on stars then now. Um, when, I, when I put it in the notes, it said it was on Prime. But you know how it's training contract all the yeah. time. Um, so the synopsis here is a research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of... Um, little, uh, little bit of history about this movie, why it's, cons- why it's on our GOATS list. This has an 8.1 on IMDb, which is 160th highest rated of all time. It has a 57 on Metacritic. That was my first, like, oh, that's interesting. And then 86% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critic score. Uh, this was nominated for um, the Academy of Sci-Fi and Fantasy, um, or the, the Academy of Science Fiction and um, Fantasy fantasy Horror Films um, for Horror Films and Special Effects, but it lost because Poltergeist E.T. also that year. Um, and this is our first GOATS that's gotten a Razzie nomination. We have a Razzie nomination for the worst score for any of Corny's score for this film. Which I think is... Which Stupid. I love I this didn't story. think it was possible for Morricone to get a um, to get a Razzie, but we have Oscar winner and Razzie nominee and any of more. Um, this movie is initially hated. Uh, apparently, reasonings for that being it was a pretty bleak time in the U.S. They were going through a recession, um, uh, and so you didn't really want bleak stuff. Um, the effects were both praised for being really good, but also complained about because they're also very vivid and definitely over the top. And there's definitely a lot of it. Uh, and That's it was also, <laughs> it was also last con- night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm so excited to talk about that. Um, this was, a, this was also like initially not a box office success because it was competing against ET in the theatrical run and opened the same weekend as Blade Runner. Um, some results of this is that Carpenter lost his job, um, directing Firestarter and Universal bought him out of his multi-film contract. So 
This almost oh ruined John Carpenter. Um, and uh, and in 2000, the, two, 90, the 90s and 2000s, there was a resurgence. Uh, in 2008, Empire ranked this as the 259th greatest film of all time. Filmsite.org, film.com, and Entertainment Tonight all called this the best movie of 1982 in retrospective. Uh, IGN ranked this the fourth best sci-fi film. Rotten Tomatoes ranked it the 76th best sci-fi film. Uh, this is ranked as the ninth best horror film of all time in a Rolling Stone magazine readers poll. Um, and this is listed in 1001 Films You Will Die. Um, see, other bit of legacy for this movie. Um, obviously, the fingerprints for this movie are in a ton of stuff that came after it. Um, X-Files, Futurama, Stranger Things, Resident Evil 4, 2, 3, uh, Among Us, even. Um, the Faculty, Slither, The Mist, uh, The Hateful Eight. And apparently, this was the inspiration for Reservoir Dogs, which I thought was interesting. Um, but also makes a lot of sense. Um, Should have seen the thing dancing just stuck in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have made this movie amazing. Uh, like over the top. Best movie of all time. Uh, this is screened annually in February to mark the beginning of winter uh, at the uh, Amundsen Scott South Pole. Uh, this is, uh, there was a short story published in 2010 called The Things, which tells the story from The Things point of view. I would really like to read that. Uh, there was a 2002 sequel video game for the PC, PS2, and Xbox. Sci-fi planned a four-hour mini series from Frank Darabont sent 23 years in the future uh, and Universal scrapped it 2010 in favor of the prequel and in 2020 Blumhouse announced a remake of the thing which will include elements from both films and the novella that it's based off of which is called Who Goes There by John W. So there's kind of the history and legacy of this film Uh, but um, we'll start off as always with um, uh, why kind of this has been unseen for some of us. Robert I don't think either of us had seen the four the last 24 hours, right? Uh, no, I had never seen this before. And just like every other movie, it's just like, I got into movies a little too late to have seen everything. So that's why I'm still catching up. Yeah, I just, because I'm not a big horror fan, and especially like early horror stuff, you know, before special effects got really good. And I, I'm more of a horror fan that it's like, uh, like something like The Night House of the Invisible Man. Like that's my kind of jam. That's my jam. Not uh, not so, cre- not creature feature. Um, Dexter, have you seen, you've seen this one before, I assume? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even remember when the first time I saw it was, um, it is, yeah, it's been in my life for a long time. So cool. yeah, it was, it was a, it was a pleasure to re rewatch it this week. Well, uh, we'll start with you then. Um, since you have the history, Dexter, uh, did you, do you like this movie? Love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay? I love it. Cool. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) That's to be, that's to be expected. If you Um, want me to go in further on my feelings, I can, but, uh, yeah, I, we we will okay. we will as the discussion we'll get our rankings we'll get our ratings out there first. Uh, I well, will I'll go say next. whether we like it and then move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, um, I don't like this movie. Uh, I'm just firmly and don't like it. I'm not even like I I don't I don't hate it and I don't think it's, I don't like this. Um, I I resonate with the uh, the critics of the 80s. Uh, and Robert, where do you land on like it, love it, hate it, dislike it? Think- so th- this conversation is going to be difficult for Dexter because I'm going to say low low side of okay, but wow. Because I recognized what it's doing well, I just yes. hated hated watching it. Yeah, that's that's my I, thing. I thought you were still going to land and hate it, though. No, no, I didn't hate it. It's like it's another one of those instances where I can just recognize that something isn't something I'm going to enjoy, but I can uh, recognize the craft and appreciate what's going on. Like early on, I was like, "Why are they shooting after the dog?" Then it's like later on, "Oh, I understand. That's pretty cool." You know, just like little things like that that goes on throughout, and the tension being built is great. And all that is just like 
when the dog's face opened up in the kennel and I was eating dinner at the time, I didn't know it was going to be that gory. It was just like, man, I'm not enjoying myself at all. <laughs> yeah. Can I read our text conversation last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Robert texts me at 642 and he says, so I'm 30 minutes into the thing and I'm not enjoying myself at all. And I just told him I haven't seen it yet. And he's like, I'm just really inclined to turn it off. It's super gory. And I'm like, I don't really have a problem with gore, but I won't fault you if you turn it off. And he's like, I'll keep going, but I'll have to admit on the podcast, I was looking at my phone for a lot of it, just like malignant. And so I just told him whatever floats your boat. Meanwhile, I'm showing my wife about time for the first time. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, I'd much rather be doing that, which by the way, she loved. Good, um, good. We, we, we both cried because I will cry every time I watch that movie. And my parents both enjoyed Palm Springs, by the way. Because everybody should enjoy Palm Springs because it's a great film. Yeah, but there's um, a big plot hole in that movie. That no there's a big plot hole in every well, movie. Yeah, but no one's talking about it and it really bothers me. But we, I'll, I will table that for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I... I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Titan. It's a new French movie, one at yeah. Cannes this year. Or Cannes. I said Cannes. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> I went to see that, and that was another one where I wasn't prepared, and I almost walked out of the theater because of how gory and violent it was. Not because, again, not because I'm a prude and I'm like morally against it. It's just like, if you're not I can't watch it. You're not. Right. Yeah. I, one thing, I wasn't prepared. And two, I don't really like that stuff as it is. Mm-hmm. So it was very similar with the thing. Um, so I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, other than what I've already said, where it's like, I really see what it's doing. Well, it built its tension. Great. Um, if, if I was able to pay better attention to like the visuals of it, I'm sure I would have been much more enthralled and much more into the story, but I had to be looking down a lot just because of like, I just couldn't really take that kind of visceral body horror. Yeah. Um, I, I maybe was prepared because you sent that message, but I don't yeah. know. I, I thought the thing was more like uh, like my, my thought was it was more of a film that a lot of stuff happens off screen and there's a lot of mystery, kind of like the faculty. Um, uh, like I thought that was kind of what I was getting into. Not this is a lot more like this is this is way gorier and way like. Um, you know, in your face than even Alien. Um, I think Alien's a good balance. I love Alien. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about that a lot during this. I mean, the goriest you get is like the chestburster scene, which is pretty bad, but like that's, there's really not much else in that film that compares to. You see a lot of off-screen deaths. You see a lot of like, oh, he's going to get wrecked and, wrecked and like he's going to die and then they cut at the last possible second. Like, um, so, so like there's a lot of implied death. I, th- I thought that was what I was getting into was a lot of, um, a lot of that kind of stuff, a, a lot more of a mystery film as opposed to just like everybody gets it and it just like ransacks everything. So, um, I, so maybe I was prepared for that. And I'm also like gore stuff doesn't bother me. I, th- I thought the effects were really good. You could tell a lot of them were practically yeah. really held up. Um, and they were very disturbing. Um, so I, yeah, I, I can I, attest to that. Yeah. I, I'm not a kind of person that's like, Oh, I need to look away. But like, yeah, I, I totally understand if, if you are, at all, like faint of stomach, I guess. Like, especially eating dinner. <laughs> like, I wasn't. Right. Oh, I, was, I thought I was eating I, dinner too. Uh, <laughs> well, I was. I was like Aaron, where I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like atmospheric horror and not like very visceral. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the dog's face is coming apart. But Dexter, well, I really wanted thing, to dude, hear you from you. Like, you oh, mentioned like you're 30 minutes in, and I checked my timestamp. I'm like, there's been nothing. In the, like they're doing an autopsy. Like that's it. And then it's like, oh, the dog's face came apart. That's right. it. I get it. I understand. So, yeah. but Dexter, I want to hear what makes this so great. As someone who has had a lot of time with it, and someone 
who appreciates this kind of movie a lot more than I yeah, do. Yeah, so um, I I appreciate the special effects. I lo- I love I'm practical versus CGI all the way. Um, like I can take it looking a little wonky and still buy mm-hmm. it versus uh, a computer generated image. The the reason that doesn't even start to scratch the surface as to why I like this movie or I love this movie. The main reason is you have this cast of characters they are all themselves they are all individual they're some are antagonistic towards each other um Mm -hmm. but then as it starts to go along you see just this paranoia of this thing like they can't trust themselves anymore like you don't know if like you don't know if it's you and so it's i i just yeah and then whenever i can see keith david I mean, you know, um, and yeah, I've, I, I've, I've always loved, I like this more than I like alien. Um, Oh, hard disagree. No, I, Hey, I mean, I, it's, you yeah, know, yeah, it's right. just how it, it's just how it hits. Um, yeah. I, I also think alien is maybe my favorite horror movie of all time. Yeah. So like, that's a high bar to set. Um, I, if we're, if we're excluding cabin in the woods, <laughs> uh, I, I would put get out up there um yeah yeah that's, that's deserved but uh so i you know you you know you start the movie with them with the um the swedes come in shooting the dog so you immediately have the save the cat trope flipped on its head so we're right like we're that shocked yeah me. like and we're, we're thinking oh the guy in the you know the helicopter he's he's obviously the villain. And then when you go to their, yeah. their camp and you see everything on fire, you start to think that as well. But then you see that alien that was burned and it's just, yeah, I, Oh, I, I, I love it. Like as it unravels, it's like, Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. And even at the very end, you don't know if it's, you know, who it is, like what's going to happen. I think they're both it. No, I don't. Um, I mean, this thing doesn't have a hive mind. No, I don't, it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter, like if both of them are, or if none of them are, or if one. Like, well, no, it, like so, because uh, they don't want they. So they want the other person to succumb before they before they get rescued because they think the other person is the thing, and right. they don't right. want the thing to go back to land, because then within a matter of days, it's going to assimilate the entire world. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, How long is 27,000 hours? Oh, I don't know. A thousand days, so yeah. three, years three years it would take to destroy the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, and that, that's back, that, that's, you know, 80s math. I mean, you know, we're, we're coming in now... Hmm. I mean, look at look how quickly COVID spread. True. True. Uh, kind of counter to your point, Dexter. Like, I I love that I love that you love this movie. I don't want to like take away from that at all. Um, I don't care about any of these characters. Um, not a single one. Um, and I never never did from the very beginning. Um, and so like that's always my biggest buy-in with a horror movie is I I want to have to root for the survivors. I want to have people that I'm genuinely like. I I really want this person to live. It has to be at least one person to root for. Um, doesn't even have to be the main character, uh, but there always has to be somebody or a collective group that I want to survive. You were, um, and I just don't get you, that. You weren't rooting for McCready? Not really. No. What? What? 
What does it take for you to root for a character? Because I feel like I've heard you say that on so many I know pod- like podcasts. They have to feel like people, right? I mean, they, they have to they have to feel like real people, not not somebody that was written for like. Isn't survival the base human yeah. instinct? Yeah, it, it is. But no, uh, but no. But I feel like the these are all bland, generic. Oh, I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't care that at all. Cardboard cutouts to me. I, 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 I mean, I, I. I disagree. I 100% disagree. That's fine. Robert, do you disagree? No, I'm on I'm on Dexter's side. Like Yeah. I didn't fine. enjoy I, Fine. I'm I'm in the minority. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the movie, but like like I said I saw that like there was good mm. character work. They were going there's like so much back and forth. Uh there's the you know, all the different scenes like where the one is destroying everything and they're all using their different methods of trying to calm them down and then mm-hmm. um there's the one guy's antagonistic uh Kurt Russell is obviously like the most noble or like the one that you're supposed like he's the main character he's the one that you're supposed to buy into the most like right. there's an archetype for each one at least I uh, maybe I had a different experience look full disclosure I was watching this movie while putting together the BEC graphics maybe I missed a scene that like made me do that but I tried to like you know so I, I, I tried to like still be paying attention I can multitask really well so. <laughs> This is this watch of the thing was the hardest watch. Um, like mm. uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to bring the mood down. Like you know, I, I had to put my dog down a few months ago, and mm. watching, uh, watching this, you know, especially shooting the dog, shooting at the dog, and then the dogs, you know, essentially being stuck in there with the thing while it's doing that. Yeah. Like yeah, and you, I cared, I cared a lot for the dogs, yeah, because they're dogs. And like the only, the only humanity I see this in this movie is humanity at their worst, um, where they retreat to survival instincts, and they're yeah. they're not necessarily working cooperatively after after the the initial. Like they work cooperatively to to kill it the first time, yeah. When they when they get it in the dog, pit. and then that's it. Uh, Might that kind of like, oh. be part of the point? It, it it is right, but that doesn't mean I care about the people who want them to live. Like you know, like if if it's them all constantly working together and they're constantly getting, I mean, there's kind of the same problem with Alien. But Ripley is such a compelling character that I want to like root for. She seems like a real person. Um, she seems like trying to learn and discover and outsmart this thing and um, realize that we are better off. Like I don't like Ripley feels like a good character, which makes Alien stand out to me. Um, I, I mean, but the whole point of the thing is that you don't know who you can trust. So I know. I don't, I'm just confused by your by your point, your position. Look, it, it it can be both things, right? It could be the point of this movie is that when humans are given any reason not to trust somebody, they immediately don't. And they fall on their worst. Oh, but I, that doesn't mean I have to no, I accept mean, that as reasons for not liking them. I I. Or it doesn't mean I have to accept that and just be like, oh, I should like these people because I'd probably react the same way. No, I mean, I can understand uh, not liking the characters. Uh, I, I I see them all as, fu- I see them as fully developed because, you know, we're, we're looking at them in like this, what, 24 hour period. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. They're not, you know, we're not going to get long, long monologues about their, their wives or their kids back home or something like that. Um, but, you know, I, I see them as a, a group of guys down there, you know, they have their job to do. McCready is the, the pilot. You have Clark, who's, you know, there to be the wrangle the dogs. You have Childs, you have the doc mm-hmm. and like, 
I see the I, I see how you know their personality like it, it's a bunch of personality clashes and yeah um and then on top of that I, you're, I'll, you're I'll throwing give, in paranoia I'll give this for the I'll give this for the character um it was really refreshing watching this movie right after watching or not right after but like I saw Halloween Kills a week ago um it's really refreshing watching people in horror movies not just make the worst possible decisions yeah no um, I. I'll give it that. Like, for sure. Like, these people seem kind of genuinely smart. So, I, I feel like this is uh, HP, not not Lovecraftian in the sense of the cosmic I mean, I guess, in a way, it is a cosmic horror, but not, like, that, you know, overarching cosmic horror of Lovecraft. But, like, uh, Lovecraft always wanted his protagonist to make, like, the educated decision and stuff still to to go wrong like they i mean they locked the doc up because he was acting insane like you know uh and so smart decision started gr- doing the groups they did the the test mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know i i like how they i mean it is a lot of subverting of the truth okay i'll look i'll just agree to be wrong on this one and that's fine um, I no, you know, I, I, I very likely missed something on like I'm I'm agreeing with what you with what you just mentioned. I'm just saying like I'll I'll just disagree to like look I'll I'll clearly I'll clearly just accept that I'm the minority. Oh, I mean, and probably don't take my my opinion. I no about these characters. No, I know. mean I I still think it's valid. I mean it it's the way art hits us. Uh, and right. I I mean going back to earlier when I said the. Uh, Academy Awards is stupid. It's just because I don't like how yeah. the fact that we're subjectify or objectifying a subjective thing, and so look, they are kind of stupid, but they're the least stupid of the movie awards. Oh shows. yeah, well, well, you know, the least stupid of the popular movie awards. I'll rephrase yeah. that. I, I just that you know the I I I like bad horror, so this like. <laughs> So the thing is right up your alley. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would not call the thing bad horror. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Here, here's here's maybe my biggest problem with the movie because um, he, yeah, here's maybe my big problem. Biggest problem with the movie is I felt no intensity through this whole thing, and it's and it's totally due to my experience with this movie beforehand. I've never seen the movie before today, but. Um, I feel like we've all seen the ending of this movie on a YouTube clip somewhere or something. Um, I feel like a lot of the famous shots of of the thing, you know, where they're doing the the autopsy um, or that one where it's like laying on the table and all those like green things just keep on like, mm-hmm. you know, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man out of him, you know, whatever, noodle guy. Um, when, when Like all that. Uh, I, I think I've even seen at least images of when he's in the, when the thing is in the dog pen. Um, I've seen a lot of these movies, big moments, and especially because I knew the ending. I'm like, all right, it's this character, and it's this character, and here's how we're gonna, and here's where we're gonna go. Like, it comp- it completely takes out all the intensity of this movie. For- um, and that's look, that's nobody's fault. Um, that's me coming into a movie mm-hmm. with with knowledge that I probably shouldn't have to. Because um, it, it, even even if, if it's on rewatches, you could maybe notice more things. But I still had to figure out like how exactly did we get here? I know where we get, but how exactly do we get here? Um, and it just like make the whole thing made the whole thing feel really unsatisfying. Um, so that's nobody's fault but my own. But it just really killed any 
like momentum or desire. If it would have been a situational horror, if it would have been more of a mood or of, like that's something I can still get along with. But because it's just like, all right, we're going to kill this person. Now we're going to kill that person. Now we're going to have a bunch of conflict between the humans and probably somebody's one of the humans is going to kill one of the humans. For sure, one of them is going to go crazy. Like it just kind of, I don't know. Um, and Well, here's the other thing too. This is such an influential movie, kind of like Robert was saying. I feel like I've seen this movie in its entirety, just in other movies. Like, like The Faculty, which I've seen two or three times, is a direct ripoff of this movie. And it's probably not a better movie by any means, but it's one that I enjoy. I mean, it's... I, it, I had a better time. It, it's kind of like the uh, CinemaSins Jeremy uh, Horrible Bosses 2 thing. Sure, yeah. Um, or, like, I've seen... You know, I've played a lot of Among Us. It's, that's really just based off the concept. But like, you yeah. know, uh, even like Slither or like The Mist. This feels very much like The Mist to me, except the ending of The Mist is an all-timer for me. Um, oh, I think so. this one's an all-timer too. I mean, look, look, yeah, this, this, look, look, if it wouldn't have been spoiled, I think this would have been an all-timer for me too. But like I said, there was just no levity for me in it because I knew exactly what was going on, where we were going. Yeah. Right. Like, if I would have had all the lead up to look, I'm sure it would have been an all timer for me as well. You know, I was the exact opposite going into this. I've heard the movie, the thing so many times, but I felt like I've never seen a clip from this. I've never seen anything, but the, the poster of like, you know, the blue and all that, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that was all I'd ever seen. So I was actually pretty pumped to watch this to be like, all right, now I'm going to kind of figure out what this is all about. I know it's a horror movie and I know it's John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, but I was like, I have no idea what I'm getting into. So yeah. again, if I if I had been prepared just a little tiny bit for the kind of gore, um, and probably if I wasn't eating dinner <laughs> also, um, then I think I would have been at least in like this, if not like low side of love because of what we've been talking about with like all the character dynamics, what it's saying about humanity at its base, its tension, its cinematography. We haven't even talked about the score. We talked about Halloween a year ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my first John Carpenter movie, where it was crazy that he did his own score, mm-hmm. and now it's like you upgrade from doing your own score to having freaking Ennio Morricone doing it. And, and, in fact, this, one. this is the first score that this is the first movie of his that John Carpenter didn't score. Interesting. So yeah, that's just like an insane upgrade to me. It's like me trying to make my own movies uh, at home being like, well, this is I all mean, the best I can do. John Carpenter is a music. Like, like yeah, he, yeah. he became popular for his, uh, like his movies, but he was a musician first and foremost. Right. Yeah. I, I, I get and understand that. But like when you're making a movie and you're directing a movie and then oh, being and a the part story, of the editing yeah. process, and then you have to score on top yeah. of it. It's just like so much work. Um, well, But yeah, I really appreciated so much about this finally just being like, oh, so that's what the thing is about. I had like the exact opposite experience that you did in that sense, Aaron. Yeah. Look, I'm glad. I'm glad that like three very different experiences here. Um, And like you, Robert, I think I can appreciate the craft, um, but it doesn't make me necessarily like the movie. Kind of of like we talked about with uh, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Like I can understand its greatness. That doesn't necessarily mean I enjoyed watching it. I'm more likely to go back and watch this movie than I am probably the good and the bad, the ugly. Um, but this is also half of that runtime. Yeah, um, runtime has a lot to do with it. So, like, I, 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 I'm definitely like not throwing off that I won't watch this again. I, I, and I think especially if I know what I'm getting into, you know, if I, I won't watch it anytime soon. But like, I, I could see myself throwing this on again, and I, I hope this is going to be kind of like what we talked with the B plot, um, where, where we'll talk about with the B plot, where this winds up being a big flip, where I wind up loving it the next time. But I don't, it's just hard because I had so much baggage for it. Like I, like 
it, it's I mean even even the good, the bad, the ugly, right? There's that movie has been essentially redone so many times. Or Seven, Seven Samurai is probably the best example of that, where like everything about the Seven Samurai has been picked apart and used in other things, and it didn't necessarily feel anything original to me. But I still really loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just kind of that opposite, where nothing about it felt original because it was so good at the time or so groundbreaking at the time, um, and everybody was like, "All right, I'll use that in my movie," and it just yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, didn't work for me. Um, but uh, but I, I I you know I want to like every movie. um and I and, and like I said I, I appreciate I can appreciate things about this movie. It doesn't mean it. um so yeah yeah the, sc- the score's great. We talked about that obviously. He's that really surprised me that there was a Razzie. Yeah, uh, I don't know like, like the effects the effects are great. Um, there's a lot of things great about this movie. It, there's, and there's a lot of things I just yeah uh, I love the setting. I like how the I like how the movie like opens up with a guy in a helicopter trying to shoot a dog and you're like no that dog is gorgeous and then you're like no kill the dog like <laughs> yep um, yeah that and then on a rewatch you're like oh get that get up get up. no 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 <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually i'm actually interested in watching the prequel um don't it, 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 don't, don't all right like I, I i know it got a lot of bad reviews right when it came out but i think people have come around on it kind of like um I think a couple of people have come around it. I, it I'm kind of interested. So, I think like that's another. It, I would be interested in that story, even though I know it, how it, it ends. It's, it's really hard um, to compare the two because this is a, a practical effects darling of a movie. Yeah. Versus like it was so the the prequel was supposed to be all practical effects, but at the last second they said nope, it has to be all digital, and that's why it just awful is it is it more situational humor or is it a lot of blood and gore as well or not situational humor situational terror <laughs> situational horror um like what's the vibe is it is it kind of I mean, like there, this it's gonna be this vibe all right then never mind maybe i'm not interested in watching it then um i don't know i thought i thought it might have been more interesting you know you're watching these people because they, they don't have whatever past history to base off of they just got Here's what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't have, oh, we got to this base and it's all burned down. So something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Gosh, I love these kind of movies too. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I love The Hateful Eight a lot more than I think most people. Um, and these are the same movie, right? Like, I mean, different situations, but like lots of people can find space. Mm-hmm. Something's trying to kill them. Something or someone's trying to kill them. Like, that's a, that's not a unique no. like concept anymore. But I love these kind of movies. So I don't know. I think I'll go back. Honestly, maybe, maybe I, I'd give it. I give it six months and watch it again. All right, I'll do that. Well, maybe a year. Yeah. Maybe next Halloween season. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I, you guys are maybe talking. To me. I don't. Whatever. I I must have missed something. That's that's the answer here. I must have missed something. Uh. Do you guys have any other thoughts? I'm excited to hear what you think about it in a year. Uh. It's a bad Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> Man, now, now I'm just thinking like I want the next Fantastic Four movie to be based on. Um, all right, I'm out. I'm done. I have no no other thoughts. So, uh, Robert, where does this rank on your ghost list? Uh, very bottom. <laughs> very bottom. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna be watching this one again. Okay. Uh, and that's well, that's fair. Finally. You know, we kind of we kind of recognized our differences with like gore and all. I, I get that. You know, the same thing um, happened to me when I watched Upgrade. I didn't I didn't make it all the way through Upgrade because I was sick. I was eating dinner, and then all of a sudden, some guy's skull was being pulled apart, and I was like, "Nope, I'm done." And I turned on something yeah. that was gonna make me happy. Oh man! Uh, I will rank this as thirtieth, which puts it just above or just below Fantasia, and just above eight and a half and the birds. So, 
Um, that's where I'll put that number thirtieth. So it's not. So it's not the least favorite movie I've ever. You know that I've seen this podcast. Um, Which one was um, eight and a half? Is that a movie I've seen? That, that is... <laughs> yes, it's the really long one that we didn't like. What happened in it? It's about a guy, I don't even know. It's what about happened. a guy really trying knows? to come up with the concept to a movie. Yeah. It's oh, a... that's right. That's right. <laughs> the Italian one. Yes, the Italian one. Um, <laughs> I thought you were joking at first. No, because we, we both really didn't like it. No. And you're like, and you're like, what happened? And I'm like, honestly, I don't even know. That's the problem. <laughs> now I remember it. I think I think uh, I have a very different taste in movies than Mabel. You you probably love Eight and a Half, don't you? Yeah. Look, I know you're the majority. I know lots of people love it. Like that's fine. Well, a lot of movies, like you know, movie snobs love it. Um, well, no, but I think even like Joseph watched it because of the podcast, and he gave it five out of five stars. I wouldn't call him a movie snob. He's uh, a relative novice compared to a lot of the hip hop writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just depends on taste. Yeah, taste, taste, and understanding of the craft. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like, this isn't my my worst experience watching this. Um, I like I said, I I like this more than the birds. Um, I hate. Them. <laughs> um, that's a movie that I I think less of because of. So how hitchcock acted or just the movie in general no everything about every everything about everything about that movie <laughs> i like the <laughs> uh, uh, you can go back and hear our thoughts on whatever yeah you know, if, you, if you if you haven't <laughs> we can talk about it sorry no no it's good it's good um just if listeners just joining us for the first time like you can go back and what it is one of our I think it was Halloween and the birds last year, right? A year ago. Sounds right. Yeah, here we go. Um, Honestly, it feels like that was three episodes ago. <laughs> it feels like it was three episodes ago and... Uh, True. Much like much of 20. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I hope that I like this. Um, and since I don't have a problem with it, I'll, I'll let you know in a year what I think of it next Sounds week. Sounds good. Uh, I like that. We'll see. Um, well, on next week's goats, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the kid. One of the uh, it'll be the earliest film we've ever talked about on on this podcast. Um, first time we're digging into any of the like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin era stuff. So this will be Charlie Chaplin, um, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to Buster. But um, we'll talk about the kid next month. We'll have Joseph on. Joseph just recently mentioned on the podcast. Joseph will be on joining us, um, and uh, we'll talk about that. Should be a good time. Um, moving on. We'll talk about the B plot for a little bit here. Um, I thought what might be fun um, is, uh, is let's take a list of uh, just a couple movies that like you used to really not like and now you really do like um, or vice versa or what like big gaps in how you've enjoyed a movie um, over time. So, um, Robert, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I have six. How many? I have five. What should we do? Do you want which which direction flip do you want first? Um, I don't have them ranked. I just have five kind of a random and um, a pretty even mix. All right, I'll go with I used to love it. Now, uh, not so much. Um, and that is 500 Days of Summer. Um, oh, okay. The first time I saw that, I kind of disregarded like the opening text where it says like, except for her, she's a, a B word. And then, and then at the end, how he just finds the next girl. Uh, sorry. It's I don't care. Fifteen it's a years 15 old. Year old movie. Um, yeah, but I used to love the way it subverted rom coms and the way uh, it talks about expectations and all of that, um, and how Tom Joseph Gordon Levitt's character changes throughout. But it completely undoes it <laughs> in its last thirty seconds. Um, this used to be on my favorite movies list, but now I think that it 
like 95% of it is great, but it completely sweeps the legs out from what it's trying to say due to the opening text and like the last 30 seconds. Yeah, it's a movie that I both love and hate because I think that they work well together. And I think that because the movie is intentional about neither of these people you should root for individually or together, like that's fine because the movie is making that point. But you're right. It's very inconsistent with pretty much everything that it has to say. Yeah, it's fun to watch. I enjoy watching it. They have great chemistry, but it's like, what are you saying? Like, I think I watched it on Netflix and I turned it off. I'm like, I hated that. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, maybe I loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I wound up finding a Blu-ray for like $4. So I was like, all right, why not? Yeah. you know, what's one more to the 600 that I already have? Um, uh, Dexter, what about you? How, how, first of all, how many do you have? Or are you just kind of going off the top of your head? I am. Well, I didn't realize y'all had uh, a lot. So um, <laughs> I have like, there's, there's one um, that stands out in my mind. It's The, okay. the Last Jedi. Oh, that, I have that too. Ooh. I don't know which direction though. So I hated that movie the first time I saw it absolutely hated it um i i'm so giddy i'm so giddy because you're gonna love it now no well you're gonna you're gonna at least think it's okay yeah um (laughs) so i still so i i can tell you my biggest problem with the movie was when luke got the lightsaber and threw it over his shoulder i i know his entire arc when that happened Mm -hmm. and luke has was always my favorite character uh growing up uh i've always felt a quite fondness uh, fondness towards Mark Hamill. So, uh, you know, he, he How just... How could you not? Yeah, I mean, he, he I didn't realize he was such a key, integral part of my life. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I kind of feel like the last... I don't want to say The Last Jedi did him dirty, but I didn't like the... Um, yeah, I just... But now, <laughs> I it is my favorite of the last six movies that came out or uh since since the return of the jedi it's been my oh yeah so of the prequels of like solo rogue one last jedi is probably number four of my star wars movies all right yeah i'll just (laughs) excuse me i'll just say real quick since um i have the same one is that i didn't hate it the first time i saw it but i had the problem where i wanted things to happen and then got upset at the movie for not doing the thing Mm -hmm. That the one guy, you know, just this random me wanted it to do. And then I watched it again. And I was like, wait, let's see what the movie's actually doing. And then I was like, oh, this is actually really great. Um, and that's all that I'm going to say about Star Wars. Because it's never a good idea to talk about Star Wars. But Robert does have a really good video on that. that you- yeah, I'll I'll talk about Star Wars when I don't have to face yeah, yeah. criticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I... I, my, um, I it has gone down for me a little bit. Um, I still love it because I love everything that the movie is trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard for me to say that the Canto Bite arc needs to exist. Um, like, I, I like the messages that it brings and all that, but it is kind of nothing and kind of just mostly wasted runtime. It's not wasted one. It's just kind of means nothing, especially with Rise of Skywalker making everything that Last Jedi did. Was, yeah. Uh, so, no, but it's, it's still my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, still my favorite Star Wars. So, um, Robert, I thought of one more. So I also have six. Um, I have four that are better and two that are worse. Um, I'll start with uh, the one that I just thought of. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. 
Um, I like this movie. Uh, I'm on the low side. I like low side. I liked it. Uh, I hated it the first time I saw it. I, I thought it was the most boring movie I've ever seen in my entire life, which is a shame because the first Pirates is really, really, really good. I'm, I still don't like At World's End. I still think At World's End is a bad movie. Um, that is overly bloated. Um, but uh, Dead Man's Chest is. Uh, I quit. I, I thought was really good uh, the, when I rewatched them. So uh, the first three Pirates movies are masterpieces. Okay. I think there's a lot of things that are good about At World's End. I just don't like uh, uh, It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a um, director doing whatever he wants to do and still telling a cohesive story. That's fair. If you want to say cohesive. It's cohesive. I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, so anyway. It's convoluted, but it's still cohesive. Um, so anyway, I really liked Dead Man's Chest on a rewatch. So that's one. Um, I have another. All right. R- round two, Robert. Well, you well. Uh, quickly, I'll say Tenet. <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan, I love him, but I and the first time I saw Tenet, I was like, "Wow, that's great!" Because the ending, he did his Nolan thing where he's intercutting between all these different sequences to the you know the bombastic music and yada yada. And then I watched it again, and I just haven't felt the urge to watch it since, which is different from like Inception, all the Batman movies, Prestige, Interstellar, Memento, yeah. all of those like. If someone says, hey, do you want to watch this? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's watch it. Someone says, you want to watch Tenet? I'm just like, no, not really. So that... Well, and it was also a, runtime. It's yeah, that a too. very long movie. That was a quick flip, um, but it was definitely a flip. I haven't re-seen it again. I, I saw it early screening. Um, uh, I'm actually doing like a Monday night screen um, that I went to. And uh, and I bought the 4K day one. I just haven't went back to it. It's a dense movie, and it, it does... Because it's so layered, it, it makes it. I I, I, lo- I, I love Tenet. Um, I love all of Nolan's movies, like every other Nolan fanboy. Um, but uh, I, I, I understand why going back to Tenet uh, can feel like a chore. So. Yeah, with all of his other ones for me, like I'm also a Nolan fanboy, but with all of his other ones for me, there is substance within it, but. For Tenet, it just seems 100% style and, like, nothing uh, makes me feel anything. Yep, that's fair. Um, all right, Dexter, you said you had, you had another one. Let's hear it. Mission Impossible 2. I loved this movie so much when I was when it came out. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think I was 11. I thought you were, were going to say I love this movie now. I was like, how? No, 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 no. No, th- that movie's garbage. <laughs> no offense, John Woo. You've done so many other things. It should have been great, right? Yes. Um, No, the best thing about uh, Mission Impossible 2 is the Ben Stiller skit that they did for the MTV Movie Awards. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, no, I don't, it's by far the worst Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's the only bad one. Yeah. I don't really like the first one very much. I like the first one. I was taking, I took my wife through all of them and we just started at three. Because I really um all right I have one um the first time I saw Fight Club I hated it and now I like it's like f- maybe in the fifty um I I hated that my my thing for hating it was I hated that it moved away from Fight Club and became Project Mayhem when it when it when it became the what's what's the like Operation Pro- Anarchy Project Mayhem Project Mayhem yeah <laughs> same Operation Anarchy Project Mayhem yeah. same thing. Yeah. um uh when it became that that was I just lost interest and was just like all right like. Um, yeah, I, I used to really hate that. Or I, the first time I saw it, I hated it. And then it, I was also like 13 when I saw it. Already. Um, I, was 11. I really like it. Uh, I, 
I love Fight Club. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've seen. Some I love Polonix. He uh, he's one of my favorite writers. In fact, like I've got all his books right here. Yeah, I read the book. Yeah, the books. The, the movie's better than the book. Um, oh, I wouldn't say that. It's very. It, right. I it, they're different. Um, yeah. Yeah. Robert, what you got? Uh, I only have positive transformations now. Uh, I'll go with Guardians of the Galaxy two. I really hated that, <laughs> that the first time I saw it, um, and then when. Endgame, I think, was coming out a couple years ago. I went back and rewatched a bunch of the Marvel movies that I hadn't seen in a while. And yeah, Guardians 2 is now my second favorite of the Marvel movies. Whoa. Um, Those two are the only ones that I feel like actually say anything and break away from the Marvel formula. As a Marvel fanboy, I totally agree with you. That's fine. Like, they, they very much are the movies that say something even black panther i think that i think i have that well, like three right. um that still is the marvel formula but it uh but it has it, something to say it has something to say but it's still the marvel formula so i think guardians of the galaxy are the only two that are able to break away while also saying something. well that's yeah. more than like uh friends are important or believe in yourself you know anything right. of actual nuance and substance yeah no uh, and you're absolutely right guardians too i left the theater i was like that was okay but no i think i think i love it now it's yeah it's uh it's continually grown on me over time yeah i was just like oh this isn't as funny or as interesting or as exciting as the first one it's like but that's okay like i also saw uh, a 10 o'clock screening like during finals week of college or something and i was very tired <laughs> solid um all right, I'll go. Uh, I'll get a little bit more negativity out of the way. Um, I liked X Men Apocalypse when it came out, um, and here's here's my rationale for it. I think it was because, um, and one of these days on the comic book episodes, I'll talk about X Men Apocalypse in full. But I think it was because I really latched on to Magneto's character in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought what they did with him. First of all, Michael Fassbender's still giving a good performance. Um, He's the best thing the about that are, movie. absolutely um but i think uh like i loved what they did with his character like they gave him a family and then they took it all away and 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 like seeing michael fassbender in that role reacting in that way um i thought was great it's just anything having to do with apocalypse or really anybody besides besides magneto about that movie is just straight trash um so i think i just latched onto that i was like oh i really i really like that sequence of the woods where they kill his family um Like no, I, I, it's heartbreaking, but like I really loved that sequence, and yeah. I think it was just that high was carrying me. Uh, and then I watched it again, like before something, and I was just like, "This is so bad. How did I even kind of like this movie? Uh, this movie's terrible." Um, That's the one that, where they have Michael Fassbender just squeezing his hands really hard, and they bury Oscar Isaac, one of the best emotive actors, under like pounds and pounds of makeup. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what they did. Um, yeah. Um, Robert, you got another one? Oh, no, it was, uh, yeah, Robert, right? I'm not sure where Dexter went. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm standing off screen looking at my uh, my collection of movies trying to. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just trying to determine. Robert, how many do you have left? Two? I just three? have two. Okay, I, well, I've got, uh, I've got two. I've got two. All right, well, I've got another one. So I'll go again, and then we'll go around the circle. Um, I'll, I'll get my other worst one out of the way. Oh, this is Goodfellas. Um, and I still really like Goodfellas. Uh, but the first time I saw it, and for years later, it was a top 10 movie of all time for me. And now it's right about 50. Um, I just, I don't love, like, the last third of that movie. Um, I realize it's a biopic, and you don't really, but um, the first oh, two thirds of that movie are incredible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, unless you're going for revisionist history, but um, he's going for, he was going for a biopic. So uh, Goodfellas was a top 10 for movie movie for me. Now it's 
like fit. So you um, only like the stuff where he's being evil and none of the stuff where he's held accountable for it. <laughs> no, I don't mind the like held accountable stuff. I just hate like the where like I just don't I'm not interested really in where he starts to like get really into drugs and neglect his wife and all that other stuff. Is that last third where like the whole helicopter sequence is where they're yeah. like Yeah, I I love that part. Yeah, from the helicopter sequence on is fine. But it's just like from when he starts using drugs until then. It's mm. just like Oh, all right. Like this, you really lost all your momentum. Hmm. Um, and and you, there's like very little Robert De Niro in there, and very little Joe Pesci. Like, all right. Um, all right. So uh, one more trip around the sun, Robert. What you got? Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, I was bored <laughs> the first time I saw it. Then I rewatched it, and I really like it a lot. It has a lot to say about humanity. Uh, the cinematography is beautiful. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love Ryan Gosling and everything. Yeah, I love this movie when I saw it in theaters getting better. Frank's comment on Slack where he said, is the best ever challenge going to be movies that everybody wants to convince that are good but really aren't? Dibs on Blade Runner 20. I got really like personally offended by that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> also, you, you mentioned a very little Joe Pesci, uh, very little Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Uh, Joe Pesci is very little in real life, so I just wanted to... <laughs> That joke. He's five four. So, anyway. Dexter, what you got? Okay, is this the the last round, or are we doing two? No, no, two, two. more. Uh, well, what well, this one and then okay, one more. okay. Um, so I'm gonna start with this one. I know our our viewers at home are so enthralled by what I'm showing. It's Sin City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I used to love this movie. Absolutely love this movie. Uh, now I just think it's boring. Like, yeah, I like. I'll, I'll re- I've got all the graphic novels. I'll read them every once. I'll, I'll read them more than I'll uh, watch it. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of like all of Frank Miller's work. Great back then. Not so good now. I It's a movie I really like, but I'm scared to rewatch because I'm afraid I won't. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, movie that I hated the first time I saw it. And I now think it's like one of the top 20 movies of all time. Inglorious Bastards. Um, I was watching this in the wrong format. I was watching this like on a computer screen, um, sitting upright in a chair, like not not a good quality. Like this is like back when it came out. So like, are you saying you, you need know. to slouch to watch Inglorious Bastards or something? No, but I'm saying like I didn't watch it in a way that engaged me at all. Okay, um, like uh, it was for sure the format, and I also like it was uh maybe my first Tarantino movie I ever saw. I think, um, and so I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, and especially because the way the trailers make it out, it's like, oh, I'm going to watch a bunch of, you know, Americans go over to Europe and just kill a bunch of Nazis. And, and then it wound up being like a really smart, intricate, plotted out, you know, movie with lots of moving pieces and lots of subtitles. And I think I just, I wanted something different. I wanted essentially Kill Bill, um, which I, I hadn't seen Kill Bill at the time, but I, that's what I wanted. And no, I think Inglourious Bastard is a brilliant movie. It's my favorite Tarantino. Um, I hated it. All right, last round. Robert, what you got? Uh, I'll go with Noah, Darren Aronofsky. I <laughs> I used to not like it, and now I like it a lot. Um, I'm not going to go into that because I made a whole video about it. But um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Aronofsky now. I've seen more of his movies, and yeah, Noah's, Noah's one of his better ones, I think. I never, I never like hated that one. Um, yeah, I, I used to very much dislike it, but now I think there's a lot of great performances. I used to say Emma Watson is only good in Harry Potter. Um, because she's terrible in the bling ring and in the circle and in perks of being a wallflower and in little women, she's bad in all of those. Um, but actually she's really good here in Noah. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of good performances, a lot of good things to say. I I really like her in this is the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a good one too. Uh, yeah. Um, Dexter, what's your last one? V for Vendetta. 
Which way? I'm scared. So, you still love it? Oh. No, I just think it's okay. Okay. Yeah, like, it, it's, not, it's not a huge, like, uh, you know, uh, like, oh, this is an awful movie or anything like that. No, it's just, uh, I used to be, like, every November 5th, like, yes, gotta watch it. You know, remember, remember the 5th of November. Now it's like, oh, it's December? Okay, well, I'll watch it sometime. I forgot. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, like, it, it went down uh, for me. I'd rather read the rather read the graphic novel, so... I'm honestly a little scared to rewatch something like that in like the Dark Knight because just because of the the way the world has changed since the first time I saw them um, and the popularization of some of the ideas uh, makes me a little yeah. wary. Like Sophie's Choice is a big or not Sophie's Choice. <laughs> What's the uh, the uh, the horror movie? Rosemary's Baby. That's a woman's name. <laughs> no, no, it's Sophie's Choice. <laughs> woman's name possessive and then a noun. Uh, that's why I mix those two up. Rosemary's Baby is another one like that where I really liked it the first time I saw it. I've only seen it once, but I'm like scared to rewatch it because people actually think that happens in Hollywood. So uh, uh, I'm I'm worried about like I, saying that. It's I, I've never seen it. It's I, I, I won't. I I uh, I've never seen a Polanski movie and. Hmm. So I can't separate that art from the artist. So yeah, it's, it's understandable. Um, Rosemary's yeah. Baby is that to make it big in Hollywood, you literally sell your soul to the devil. And yeah. it's like, oh, QAnon? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're way off the rails. I'm sorry. No, I love V for Vendetta. Um, I, I'm actually the opposite. I thought it was just okay the first time I saw it, and I really love it. It's like my 11th favorite movie of all time. Uh, my, my last one, I want to end with a super hot take. Um, uh, that I tweeted about a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think that Die Hard with a Vengeance is my favorite Die Hard. Um, there is, I know, there is no way that it is a better movie than Die Hard. Die Hard is for sure the best movie out of the five. Um, and and a good day to Die Hard is for sure the worst. But I love watching Die Hard with a Vengeance. And the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't like this at all. It's clearly the weak leak of the trilogy. And now I'm like. It's probably not the best made of the trilogy. Um, it's probably the worst made of the original trilogy. Uh, but I love... Uh, maybe Die Hard 2. Fine. Um, but I love Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson together. Um, I think they have such good chemistry. I love the, like, Simon Says play. I love that Jeremy Irons is just having the most fun. Um, I, lo- I love, love, love Die Hard with a Vengeance. And I also love, love, love Die Hard. It's just... I enjoy watching and would rather watch Die Hard with a Vengeance over Die Hard. Um, so it kind of works. Yeah. So it's, I have increasingly loved this movie the more I watch it. So, yeah. Whew, here we go. It, I, I just wish they had Reginald Vell Johnson in there with Die Hard with, you know, but, you know, it, it is definitely uh, of the original three. It's probably, it's my second favorite. Uh, so I just, you can't replace Alan Rickman. I just wish that um, that they would have used the alternate because it's much better. Um, What's the alternate ending? Oh, uh, instead of the big helicopter showdown, McLean shows up to a bar where Jeremy Irons is hanging out with a bunch of money and he has a grenade launcher and he ripped off all the labels and he's just like, we're going to play a game of Simon Says now and we're going and to... And they play this thing and you always have to turn it yeah. and then at the end he gets to shoot it uh, and it was like, what's the one thing that could have saved him in this situation right now? And then like Jeremy Irons gets shot with with the grenade launcher point blank, and McLean stands up, takes off a jacket. He's like, it was a flak jacket, by the way. And he just drops his vest and walks away. 
<laughs> it's so good. Cheesy. And everything about that, everything like Dino Revenge. So good. Um, you should watch it on YouTube. The only thing is it's like a 480p. Like they didn't I don't care. Like... I'm, as soon as we're off of this, that's what I'm watching. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's so much better than the actual. Um, uh, all right. So we just got to do the spinoff then. Um, so, um, Robert, we'll start with you. What's that one thing in any era of pop, pop culture you really want to let people know that they should check out or stay away from? Um, so I haven't watched a lot lately. I've only seen new stuff, um, like stuff that's come out recently. I don't know if you want me to talk about that. Or I could go completely off script and talk about why people should go outside and play disc golf. Because that's why I was a little late to recording, because I played disc golf this morning and I've been doing that a lot. I think you should talk about disc golf, because that seems like what your heart really wants to say. Yeah, I just love playing it. Um, There's a lot of courses around where I live, and it's basically golf, except you're using Frisbee-type things. And there's a basket instead of a hole in the ground, and you got to get the disc into the basket. Um, it's Robert, a whole can you lot of describe every sport to me from now on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hockey is just soccer. I mean, you know, I did a Ted Lasso video. I need to get this out to somebody. I did a Ted Lasso <laughs> video on my YouTube channel where I made the distinction. I said, I'm an American. I'm going to call it soccer just to make the distinction. And then I've had like three or four angry comments saying, you know, you could have called it football. And it's just like, People are actually angry you, at you me. Know and I'm, you know we could not comment. You know we call it soccer because of the English, right? <laughs> yes, and <laughs> and I live in America where it's called soccer. Like, am I supposed to use a different term? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, disc golf is great. It's fun. Go outside and touch some grass sometime. Uh, I've been doing that a lot lately, and it's made me feel much more happy and fulfilled. In my- I like this, uh, Dexter. What about you? Well, well. Uh... I, I've been climbing like you've been disc golfing. Um, I am not going to mention that. Uh, I will <laughs> instead talk about uh, Wu-Tang and American Saga. Yeah, man, this is on my cue. I, so I binge-watched the first season in one sitting. And then the mm. next day, I got caught up with the first three episodes of season two. Um episode i believe it's episode six or episode seven of uh season two is about rizza writing protect your neck um and it was directed by uh mario van peebles the the son of martin van peebles who directed uh sweet sweetback's uh badass song which is like the beginning of black exploitation. Um, and mm. just the way that like that we are visually seeing someone like coming up with a song, like, and just the thought process behind it. And like, they in fact created a ticking clock for it. So he's like, he's got to do it in X amount of time and he wants to make it perfect. And it just, the way he's writing it, I just, I love it. It's some of the best TV I've ever seen. Wow. Nice. I'm really excited to watch. Uh, growing up in white suburbia uh, in the early 2000s, late 90s, like I, I, I really love like that we're getting like uh, like straight out of Compton is like probably my favorite biopic. I really love them. Um, also, so watch I'm Atlanta really if you haven't see, seen it. Yeah, that's also yeah. on my cue. Atlanta's yeah. great. Well, I'm going to end uh, with like, the total opposite of what Dexter recommended uh, because me and my wife, uh, watched Clueless this week. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> and I actually, like, I had a good time. I really enjoyed it. Like, it's a great um, movie. It, it is. is. Like, it, 
it's it's kind of like on the same level of like I saw 10 things I hate about you for the first time probably a year ago with her um, in the same way of like there's definitely some things that probably don't hold up quite well uh, in terms of both movie making and social commentary and all that. But it's a really good time and the cast looks like they're having a lot of fun and you can kind of see where the movie is going from a mile away. But it's a really enjoyable ride and it made me laugh like mm-hmm. out loud like yeah. quite a few times. It's really funny. Um, you know, I, I think you could write it off because of like the 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 poster is like you know a, a 90s white girl movie or whatever and like it kind of is that but like it's really enjoyable um it's on hbo max that's how we watched it it's really enjoyable i loved clueless uh i really liked clueless. um that's that's where we're going with that so there you go uh and i hate <laughs> disc to... golf yeah. wu-tang <laughs> and clueless i hate to mirror the trend of every single person on the internet but paul rudd literally looks the same that he did in clueless yeah that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, and that's like honestly the cast in this too. I mean, like because you also have like Donald Faison, who's mm-hmm. really in the movie for not very long. Uh, Paul Rudd, uh, Alicia Silverstone, Brittany Murphy, uh, Brittany Murphy. Lots of really recognized. Um, yeah, um, almost like when you watch Ten Things I Hate About You, you're like, "That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's Heath Ledger. Like, uh, that's uh, Julia Stiles. Like, it's like, all right, let's go. Um, yeah, Clues is good. You should watch it. Uh, well, that's a wrap. Quick reminder that Sif Pop Writers Room is part of the Studio DNA Network. You can check out other great shows at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Uh, and if you want to write for Sif Pop, you want to join the crew, uh, um, then you can uh, contact uh, me uh, or you can send us a question to explore uh, during the B-plot uh, via email at writersroom at sifpop.com or via Twitter DM um, at uh, Schweitcastle. Or you can also send the Sif Pop Twitter. Um, but uh, next week, um, I have um jake and nick joining me for a nostalgia week we're going to be talking about spy kids oh. and first kid um going for a little like wow espionage children's movies yeah from the late 90s is what we're going for that, that's the uh, I think movie, right? one. oh yeah that's the sinbad okay. movie um that i don't think anybody has talked about in 20 yeah, years <laughs> are you watching all four spy kids movies no, no, just the first one. Oh, okay. the, the good one. I will eventually get down to two and three, I'm sure. Uh, but Spy Kids and um, uh, that next next month on Goats, I already said we're we're doing uh, The Kid and Joseph Lee joining us. Um, so make sure to check out back here, both of those. Uh, but uh, uh, Robert, where do you want to send people? Uh, underscore Rob Stouts on Twitter. So you Boom. can find me everywhere there. Dexter, uh, what about you? Uh, public library. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, well, uh, as always, guys, it's been a really, really uh, good time talking with you. I really appreciate um, being able to talk, especially like wide variety of opinions and like, um, like we're still friends. So, well, that's what you think. <laughs> I'm friends with everyone. Uh, you're not invited to my birthday party anymore. <laughs> okay, I'll start being enemies with people. I'm sorry. No, 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 no not you, Robert. Uh, whatever. Cancel your plane ticket from the East Coast to the Midwest. <laughs> for a birthday party in January. <laughs> what day? Oh, best time to fly out to the Midwest. <laughs> what day in January? Uh, 31st. Oh, okay. My birthday is January 31st. I'm 15th. Nice. Yeah. January birthday's for the win. Um, I'm sure January in Texas. It's Texas, man. Dude, I'm going to Texas in December. We're going to San Antonio. Yeah, yeah you'll be like uh, two hours down the road from me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, anyway, um, this is an ending, and that's... That's the statement that we'll end that on.